the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Molly Hemingway joins me from the Federalist and Fox News. Good morning, Molly. How are you? Great. It's good to be here with you. I am uh, great to have you. I am going to get to that in just a second. I first have to ask, did you, Molly Hemingway, or did you not, watch Meghan and Harry last night? I did not watch the oh, so interview. Good. I, I saw the commentary on it. I hold grudges for a very long period of time, so <laughs> I'm holding like a 250-year grudge about British royalty that I am unable to break. But um, <laughs> Season 11 of The Crown debuted last night, and I, the fetching Mrs. Hewitt and I were out to dinner, and she confessed she had it on record, and the waitress said she was going to watch it with her mom. And I just, I don't conceive of anything of value that could be gained from watching The King and Queen of Woke. Uh, do you, but ask around the Federalist. I'll bet you'll find a bunch of royalists in, in hiding around the office. Well, I find it just interesting how people are so interested in in them and i think part of it is a good thing which is in america we used to be a place where it was inconceivable that you would have this class of people that were set above and apart the rest of the people and we used to sort of believe every man a king here and so that that curiosity and fascination made a bit more sense than where we are now where we do seem to have more of an you know elite structure that is separate from from the people but also i think it really is an interesting dispute between two different values, the celebrity culture that embraces you know, victimhood and self-expression versus royalty who are supposed to have a very strong sense of duty and restraint. And Meghan Markle is clearly on one side of that. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. She's also clearly on the side of establishing herself as Diana 2.0 and a brand that can be monetized. And I just viewed it all as a money-making exercise, and I'm very cynical about it. But I have great admiration for the Queen because she's been around since World War II. She, talk about durability and doing your job. She shows up every day for work for, what, 60 years? Yeah, I'm a bit of a hypocrite on my anti-royal stance in that I genuinely like the Queen I'm concerned about her husband right now and his health, and I, you know, I feel bad for her that she has such a mess of a family. But um, yeah, well, it's 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 another country's problem, though. It's another uh, country's problem, and you and I didn't watch, but I can't believe many of my listeners did. Now, Molly, let's go to this. It's a revolution in childcare policy, and it's unaccompanied by any financial education. I've been pointing out this morning that. If that $300 check arrives in your house and you don't need to spend it, put it into a 529 and it will double every seven years and your child's college education will be significantly less expensive if you do that. Now, some people are up against the wall, obviously, and they'll have to spend the 300 but it's a huge policy revolution. It's the most pro-family, pro-child policy ever passed by any legislature ever. What do you make of it? I tend to like policy ideas that 
encourage or incentivize having children and who understand that having children also has costs associated with it. Um, I, I agree with you. This wasn't a particularly well thought out uh, you know, policy proposal. And the real problem that we're going through in our country right now is that we have kept our economy closed by mandate and long beyond even it was arguably necessary. And if you want to help out families and help out kids, the best thing to do would be have them in school, have their parents working, you know, handing out money is something that's necessary right now because of what the government has done, shutting, shutting everything down. But it's not a great long-term strategy. Well, now let's, let's divide it up. I agree with everything about if this, this is not relief. This is not pandemic relief. Pandemic relief goes to employers and pandemic relief goes to the unemployed. Children are suffering as a consequence of this, but the best thing you could do is reopen the schools and we're not doing that. And so that's a different issue. But if we're going to do something, you know, that which gets rewarded gets repeated. This is the first incentive to have children, I think, that the government has ever passed. Well, you see it sometimes when you have greater tax relief, like even the Republican passed tax reform bill of a couple of years ago had much better uh, tax credits for people with children where, you know, if you had a large family, you were getting significant um, money, money back. But I do think you're seeing since both Republicans and Democrats are much more interested in these policies and also just the realization that we have something of a you know, fertility rate crisis. Uh, you're seeing much more interest in these types of, of proposals. There was some analysis done, though, that showed, unfortunately, that these types of programs, when tried in other countries, don't actually have a huge effect on on the childbearing rate. Uh, that it, you know, there have been a lot of countries that have tried to incentivize people having children because because of what happens when they don't, and there haven't been tons of positive effects from these types of government programs. You hope that this that we might crack the code here because it is so important for the future health of the republic. It's also uh, it's also massive. I don't know what the other countries have done, but let's say you have seven kids. And there aren't a lot of seven-kid families, though I grew up with many seven-kids family in Roman Catholic Warren, Ohio. That's $2,100 a month in, in money. That's real money. And people can do real things if they plan the right way, Molly. What I most object to is that these checks are going to begin to arrive and people aren't going to figure it out. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to find it equipped with a, a, a wise guide for using, spending and saving money. Yeah, they definitely won't get that. And, and why would the government be able to provide that guide then since the government itself has no idea how to properly spend or save money? <laughs> um, but it is an opportunity, I think, for other people in the community to to help people see what can be done, you know, the magic of compound interest, how to properly divvy up, you know, what you save, what you spend, what you give to charity. These are important. These are important things for all people to learn, regardless of their income. And there's a great opportunity for people to talk with their neighbors about this, or for churches to provide these types of programs that help people learn how to how to make it much more powerful than just cashing the check. Bingo. And you just mentioned something I try and stress to young people. The, the most important dollars you make are those which you put immediately into your 401k that are matched. It's free money. So now the government is sending you money, which you've got to put into your 401k or into a 529 if you don't need it to survive. It's the it's a decision you can't if you expand your budget right now with this $300 check, 
and you don't need the $300 check, that's really a missed opportunity. And now the it's a one-year program, Molly. The Democrats intended to be in there forever. It's the negative income tax that Richard Nixon originally proposed in 1970, and there's no government. This is the best part about it, and I'll get your comment on this. It's a direct check with no intermediary government function. It's from the IRS. We don't get any size of government increase with this, which is another reason I approve of it. That's very interesting. There's no government agency running this program or taking a cut out of it. Yep. No AFDC, no means testing, no visits by a social worker, nothing like that. No incentive to leave your spouse. Uh, it's just a neutral $300 per kid. If you step back, the economist out there would say this incentivizes having children. This is a great, and it's great. Like it took us 60 years to figure this out, that this might be a good way to help people particularly like the, the, the lack of means testing still doesn't mean that it doesn't help people at the, at the lower end more. Um, and this is something that could have been tried six decades ago with probably much better effects than what we got out of the welfare state. 100% agree. Uh, last question. I talked about this with Michael Shear, who I think is one of the finest reporters in Washington, so I don't want to slam Michael when he's not here. Uh, he retweeted on February 22nd um, the, the following. After four years of Trump, oh, he didn't retweet, he tweeted. After four years of Trump, Katie Rogers hails the return, she's a New York Times reporter, of the Washington weekend with this fantastic lead, quote, Washington, President Biden did not do anything this weekend. Well, let's rephrase, President Biden did not do anything alarming this weekend. And Michael admitted to me that that is a political tweet. It would have been, if they'd used newsworthy, it would have been neutral, but when they said alarming, they branded themselves. Agree or disagree, Molly? Oh, it's I mean, it's not even a question anymore uh, how how corrupt our media are in terms of their full throated embrace and support of, for instance, Joe Biden and their histrionic negativity toward literally every single thing that Trump or any member of his administration did. We used to joke that the media took an eight year nap during the Obama administration. Remember, they claimed there were no scandals. Not covering scandals is not the same as not, as not having scandals. But our media clearly love and, and support every policy proposal put forth by Joe Biden, no matter how radical, no matter how much of a culture war issue it is, uh, no matter how divisive it is. And so they just don't cover it that way. And they do take weekends off. They are enjoying this time. They, their friends and their family members are joining this administration. This is good times for the media. And the Trump administration really was bad times for them. Their friends, their family were out of power. Their way of life was threatened. And it showed in every single thing they wrote, tweeted, you know, said on TV. And now we're getting the happy fun time uh, uh, for the media and other elite establishment figures. But that doesn't It is so there. obvious. It is so obvious. The Manhattan Beltway media elite are left wing and they make the news. And it's everywhere. It's pervasive. It's permeated everything, and there's no going back. But I also note that viewership is down about 25% across the board for Manhattan Beltway media elite institutions and readership as well. I don't think there's any changing that, Molly. I think, yeah, I think last, they're doomed. Last night, someone tweeted out that uh, pres former President Trump had been asked about Meghan Markle because Meghan Markle didn't like him. And he said something about 
him not liking her either. And then he said, I got really nothing to say other than I wish Harry the best of luck. And then he looks at the camera and he's like, because he's going to need it. <laughs> it, was, it was just funny. And I was like, oh, we, we really don't have that anymore, do we? No, so we're not going to. Not with Joe. Not with Joe, no. Uh, Molly, good to talk to you. Molly Hemingway can be watched on Fox News All-Stars all the time. And find her at The Federalist working away. Follow her on Twitter at MZ Hemingway, at M capital Z Hemingway. And you can do that. Thank you, Molly. Always good to check in with Molly Hemingway. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. A recent Harvard-Harris poll asked Americans some questions about social media and political bias. Quote, Are social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook, they asked, biased in favor or against Democrats? Or are they largely unbiased? 43% found them biased towards Democrats and 17% found them biased against. That's a margin of more than two to one. What might this mean for the potential of regulating these companies? Well, 57%, a strong majority, support the idea of legislation that would regulate these companies. These companies have chosen the wrong side, or more to the point, they've made a bad decision by choosing sides at all. Corporations exist to serve customers, make a profit, and give a good return to the investors who own them. When CEOs decide to go public and have their shares owned by us, they're relinquishing their right to use corporate resources to ride their own political hobby horses. I'm Jerry Boyer. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.